0: to Horsefly Chronicles Radio with Julia and Philip Siracusa. Sponsored by Carnation. Airing live on United Public Radio Network on 105.3 and 107.7 FM in New Orleans. This show's opening has been produced, edited, narrated by Gwen Luckett at G gluckett.com dot com
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monday night segment of Horsefly Chronicles Radio with myself, Julia Syracusa, and Phil Syracusa. We are broadcasting live from the United Public Radio Network on 105.3 FM and 107.7 FM from New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by Carnation, so we want to thank them for their sponsorship. We love them. You'll have to do a few things in order to participate in chat. Go to our YouTube page, UFO Paranormal Radio. Go to all of the Facebook stations, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, UFO Undercover with Joe Montaldo, News on the Flip Side, Horsefly Chronicles Radio, SoundCloud, Podbeam, Twitch. Um, and if you have any questions for our guests, please ask. So, tonight, guys, we have another amazing guest to the show. Please welcome to the show Karen Petroza. Karen has always had an interest in the paranormal field from a very young age. She started working in the paranormal field in early 2008 after having a team come to her home to investigate. She is the host of Spirit Travels Radio. She's an author and co founder of Power Science Investigations. She's a producer of a short film, The Anniversary, and has had her hands in many other projects as well. So, please, let's welcome her to the show tonight.
2: Welcome.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. So, Karen, take us and the listeners to the beginning of your story. Like, how did you venture into the paranormal what what got you started was it an experience as a child um, what happened?
0: well I've always had an I've always had an interest in the paranormal even from a young age but what really piqued my interest was when I had to call the team in to the in my own home um, My daughter was seeing three entities in her room and and when they came in and done the investigation i watched because i absolutely loved watching what this team did and ultimately joined that team oh wow oh
1: wow that's usually that's usually how it works i mean (laughs) that's how it actually happened for us too. I mean, you know, you're so you get so interested in in what's going on in your own home. Did did they ever find out what happened? What was going on in your house?
0: Well, they didn't get. They were not able to uh, get any response that night. But I did do some research, and one of the main things that I was noticing, and I was noticing things myself too. Um, you could smell smoke, okay. and it was just random smoke, and, and every once in a while the um, a fire alarm would go off with nothing to provoke it or cause it to go off. And I did some research and I found out that the building or the apartments that we lived in had caught fire at one point in time. So I don't know if anybody was injured there. It's a possibility that there was an injury, you know, and that's kind of what maybe she was seeing she thought one of the entities was an uncle of hers and i kind of don't think that's what it was because she was still young i think uh 10 maybe 11 years old at the time so um after that i was just like really into a lot of the stuff about the paranormal even more so
1: wow i want to say um hello to virginia she is in chat Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, would you consider
0: yourself um, gifted um, in any way? Sensitive. I'm, yeah. Sensitive. Um, I'm more empath, I'm more of an empath. I'm able to pick up and sense things around me. So, um, and I I have that happen quite a bit. Uh, we could be out on investigation, and one of our team members will look at me and say, "Hey, you know, do you feel anything?" and be either yes or no depending um i will tell and i've done it many many times hey you know if if i say let's go let's go because at that point i feel that it's just too dangerous to be in be in that position where we're at and uh we'll pack up our stuff and go if need be okay
1: um anthony has joined us in chat hello anthony thanks for joining us tonight Um, so you also, you also have your own radio show?
0: I do. Um, it's, um, Spirit Travels Radio. Um, I've not done anything with it in a while. I took a long, long, long breather from it, but, uh, I did radio from, oh gosh, it was probably mid 2008. Um, did it for several years and then kind of burnt out on doing shows, but, um, loved doing it while I was doing it. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. I mean, did you have, I mean, I'm sure you got to speak to a lot of people though and, and yeah. learn a lot. It's a learning, uh, it's a learning process. It's just, you, you take, you get to learn a lot from doing shows from other oh. people
0: going through the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was honored enough to be able to talk to, to a lot of really uh, experienced people in the field, and um, and I'm grateful for that. Um, one of my favorites is um, absolutely love and adore Patty Starr, uh, and she's a close friend of mine. So, you know, and I, I talk with her ever so often, and she's, you know, we talk about a lot of stuff with the paranormal and what to do, what not to do, you know, just things like that, so – Yeah.
1: We have let's see, Joan. Hello, Joan. Joan just joined us in chat. Um, and if you guys have any questions for Karen, just please ask. We'll ask her for you. Um, so you've recently also have you 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 produced a short film. Um Mm -hmm. can you tell us about that and how that started?
0: Well. Um, I have to give this, I have to give full credit to Patty Starr because she was the one that uh, got me involved. Uh, it originally started out with a different production, um, two years ago. And when I went into, I didn't know anything at first about film industry, nothing. I was asked to do some research and I said, okay, I'll do it. Um, Mm -hmm did well enough that I was given other little tasks to do and I worked my way up into being a producer. Um, the show, The Anniversary, um, and I do want to give credit to Sandra Hughes because she did do the screen right for that and the script and it's a short film. So you know, she, she does amazing work herself. and. Um, we produced that film and it's in post-production now. I'm not sure exactly when the release date's going to be, but it's about a couple that are, that's celebrating their anniversary. And that's about as far as I can go into it. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: I, I tried. Well, yeah. I can't blame you from trying. I was trying to get it. All right. I was trying to get a little out of you, but I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Phil.
2: <Bill>. Hi. <laughs>
1: Phil,
2: <laughs> I'm Phil. Nice to meet everybody. And welcome to Horsefly Chronicles Radio. No, I think it's interesting. I have to have fun once in a while on this show. Hey, um, what do you think about dreams? Do you think oh, spirits can right. enter dreams?
0: I think they can. And I think it's when you're having a lucid dream. Something that feels real. That you... Uh, how should I explain it. Um, you're in the dream, but you're not seeing yourself in the dream, so therefore you it's actually, the way I explain it is it's happening to you, and it's a lucid dream. And I do think the spirits can come into your dream and speak to you.
2: And okay. you see them?
0: I have, yes.
2: <clears throat> you see them in the dream, right?
0: I have, yes.
2: And you think it's real?
0: Uh-huh, I sure do.
2: You do. Okay. So it's time for Phil's hard question. Who's ready? For that hard question.
0: The because this is like
2: <laughs> and no question is easy, especially when it comes from me. So, I've been doing a study and I have the most up, utmost respect for blind people. I do, because I don't know how they get through life the way they do. I give them so much credit. However, what they tell me is their dream is a thought. There's no vision of seeing anything because they can't see anything. And when we say we have a lucid dream, are we perceiving the projection of things that we've seen through images, but a blind person never seen those images, so they don't know what it looks like, so it does not. Exist your thoughts?
0: Very interesting. That that that's a very tough question. I have never thought of it that way. Um, is possible? Because I've never taken into account. You know, since I am able to see, I've never really thought about what someone who's blind is able to perceive as what a dream would be so it, it that that's a good question because now I, I don't know I got but, some
1: questions for for the dream I mean this is actually a really really good topic Anthony says isn't when we dream we we are actually in the real parallel okay
0: I think a lucid dream yes uh, yeah. just a dream to where you're seeing stuff and maybe even seeing yourself no i mean that i don't see that as being in the par in a parallel but a lucid dream yes
2: but i think that the other part of it is are we just making our thoughts through our consciousness up because a blind person does not have dreams of demons or entities or angels because they've never seen them and i've done a study on this and No one has come back that is blind telling me verbatim. I see this this and this through a dream state Even though I can't see in the physical state mm-hmm. And it's kind of like this right again, my wife and I were paranormal investigators and Seeing is believing to a lot of the stuff that we develop as evidence, right? But I always try to debunk things too. I'm, I'm on both sides. I like to be analytical scientific and, okay, it is what it is at some point, till so there's an explanation. So is it possible that a person who goes into a haunted house thinking it's haunted is affected by the haunted, and another person who doesn't think it's haunted, doesn't believe in a haunting or anything, does not get haunted? The person who is blind does not have the same dreams that we have because they never see anything, so it does not exist. Only that we make things exist through the windows of our eyes.
0: That I would think would be more, more right to say it that way, because if you have someone say you have someone that goes into a haunted house and they know that there's, um, talk about it being haunted, but they go in and they don't have any type of, um, of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, well, no, not not ability. Um, not you have to have some. I think you had to be somewhat skeptical when you go into a haunted location. But if you have someone that goes in and they're just totally fully, I believe that that's what this is. There's nothing, nothing but a haunting yeah. in that, then it's going to be haunted for them. But if you go into that house and you're skeptical and you, but you still believe in the paranormal as well then you're able to differentiate between what's a haunting and what's a normal occurrence in the home versus what the other would see. And, but they, in their mind, it would be haunted no matter what, no matter what noise they heard, that's a spirit. If the floor creaked, it was a spirit doing it, you know, and, but you have to be. So I see what you're saying with that about dreams, because, um, you're right. Someone that's blind, they're not able to see the way we do. They, they don't see everything around. So I would think that they would be more of a thought process versus a dream.
2: It, it's fascinating and it's so interesting, right? Cause as investigators, we always try to get valid evidence. And then if you have someone who's blind and cannot hear, well, again, all respect for these people. Um, but through my studies, then they're not even, they would never be haunted in a way we would be haunted by an entity or have an attachment of a negative vibration coming through in such a way, because we are the windows that see it and bring it in. So if you didn't see it, it's kind of like those movies. Um, June, we just seen a movie like this that when you when, when um, they can't look, they have to close their eyes. What's the name of that movie? Um, we just seen it. It's one of my favorites. Um, Sandra Bullock is in it, where they have to blindfold themselves. They can't uh, look. Uh,
1: the Bird Box? The Bird Box.
2: The Bird Box. The bird box. And, and if we take a movie like that, even though the movie's fictionalized, right? And let's think about if they see it, they die. If they don't see it, they're not affected by it. And and kind of, now we go back to reality and realism. If we see something, an entity, we're affected by it. If we don't see it, then we're not affected by it. And it's it's so interesting that um, it's just one of those pieces to be discovered. And I think we lost your picture or the ghost took you away, Karen.
1: Karen, can you hear us? Oh, boy. Okay. Well, let's.
2: But The Bird Box is a really good movie.
1: Yeah, I'm going to um, drop her out and try to get her back in. That, is, that really is a good movie. Let's see. We ha- we actually have some questions. Um, th- k Kayan Lee, I think we have no idea or memories about most of dreams we've had. Um, I can't see. I like that.
2: I like that.
1: That's actually very true for me. It is very, very rare for me to remember a dream. Phil knows this. Um, especially when, if it has to do anything with paranormal. I will remember weird, strange dream, dreams. Like the other day I woke up. Remember I said I had a weird, weird dream. Something stupid. But it's very, very strange. And I actually tell my clients to always write things down on paper. Um, have a piece of paper near your bed. So you can write that stuff down because a lot of times we'll wake up and we'll, we'll remember it and then we'll go back to sleep and we'll forget it. So let's, let's get her. There she is back. Okay. You're back. Okay. You I, okay. Yeah, yeah. I love you. Thing. <laughs> Uh, Sometimes they hear us and they just don't, and they disconnect us.
2: <laughs> but I think that's one of the missing pieces of paranormal investigating is that We all follow the same suit, but we have to find a different measure of suits where we investigate things that we other people don't, because that's the only way we're going to learn. You know, Julie, when you read her bio in the beginning, you said scientific? Yes. I like that. And we have to look at things in other ways, right? Like the way an atheist will look at things. Um, And and we know paranormal is real. We know ghosts are real. We get it. But now we need to flip on the other side of things and say, why aren't other people experiencing such things that we do experience as investigators? Um, And and again, it it goes into that spectrum of wanting to know more. We know what our pitches look like. We know what the EVPs coming through the recorders and we know the devices that we use. But now is it us, are we the tools and the conduits that bring the paranormal world alive
1: yes absolutely virginia many many dreams are from your spirit guides that are trying to help you i absolutely agree with this that is an amazing statement because again that is that is another thing that i talk about with with a a lot of our clients our spirit guides can come to us in our dreams and they can actually scare us. Um, and we don't even know it's them trying to help us or let us know something, guide us in some sort of way. Um, yes, I agree with that. What do you guys think?
0: No. What does
2: Karen think?
1: Spirit guides, um,
0: right? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I've had, I've had dreams that, and I'll give you a for instance, um, there was a dream that I had that I was out in this open space. Uh, my uncle that I was speaking about earlier came to me in this dream. And he, he was telling me, and I couldn't understand his reasoning for it. I, I didn't recognize the location. And he was telling me, you've got to find them. You've got to find them. And I said, but I don't understand. And he said, you've got to find them. Well, I woke up. And I was confused about it. And I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to find. And a few days later, it came out that in this area that they found a, um, there was a person that was missing and had been missing for a while. They found their body. And underneath their body was the remains of another person. So basically it was a dump. But then when they were dumping people there and then when they took I think there was a there was a picture that was taken of the location and it was identical to the dream that I'd had so wow. I think he showed me but I didn't understand what he was trying to show me because you know you have to find them and I didn't know what I was trying to find or what he wanted me to find but I'm guessing that that was what that was
1: yeah, absolutely. Well, that,
2: that's so tell Carol, tell us a ghost story, like tell us a ghost story that scared you, and just give us one of those chilling stories.
0: Um, something that, that I've done per se, or just a ghost story?
2: Yeah, yeah, a real story that you encountered. Sure.
1: Maybe an investigation that was like really left a mark on you.
0: Okay, I have one. <laughs> Actually, I have several, but. Um, this one in particular, I had gone to Arizona with my daughter. Um, I was invited out to investigate with a team out there and I went, um, we get there and I started noticing some things about this investigator and his wife in particular that was giving me kind of red flags. Um, he was taking his children and they were very, very small on investigations, like seven, eight-year-old children and young, younger. There were three of them. And my daughter was 16 at the time and she wanted to go on investigation. I didn't want her to go on investigation because, you know, I know that there's ramifications for children. And they can bring stuff back with them, you know, easily. Yeah. So, she ended up going with me and it was at a cemetery and the story of the cemetery was was there was an entity that would throw rocks uh we did have that happen that night and but my daughter gravitated towards one grave site and stayed she just said that she just had this overwhelming feel of sadness at this one gravesite. And I told her, I said, that could happen. You know, I've done it. And, you know, that's something that a lot of people experience when they go into cemeteries. You know, it's just a normal thing. But, unfortunately, the next day, um, I'm off in a room to myself. and I hear a disembodied voice. I'm like, oh, cool. Okay. No biggie. Because, you know, we, we go out and we do it. You know, it's exciting if you have something like that happening, right? So... It wasn't too long that this investigator called me up, and he said, hey, he's stuck out of house cleansing. Do you want to go? Sure. I'll go. And um, we go to this. And my daughter walked into this room. There was an ovulus on the bed. She picked it up, and it started. There was cuss words coming from it. at torture, calling her names. She brings it to me, and I told her, I said, take it back and lay it down. She said, no, Mom, it don't want me to. I said, take it back and lay it down. Well, it said no and cussed, and I took it from her, and I took it back to the room, and I laid it down. And I was like, don't talk to my child like that. You know, do not talk to my child like that. You do not have permission to do that. And I laid it down in the bed, and I walked off. Well, the investigator, he was in the house trying to do this cleansing. He tried to say the prayer multiple times before he was actually able to finish it. He was sweating profusely. I was starting to get nervous watching this because I knew something was wrong because he should have been able to, com- to completed it sooner than what he did. And he was just struggling with it, totally struggling. And one of the people that lived in the house comes running out of the house, yells at everybody that we were all crazy and ran out the door. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm seriously thinking that this was the issue that they were having. It had to do with this person. So they finish it, and he's happy, and everybody leaves, and we go back. And everything was okay for a day or two where I was staying at. So we came up and stayed with friends, and then stuff started happening sitting and talking and a picture just comes off the wall and i thought about it i thought well maybe you know maybe it's just loose in the wall or something you know i mean that can happen but it went at a distance not not it didn't drop down off the wall straight down It, it was like it was just thrown off the wall and um she uh the friend that we were with asked me to go with her to take her son drop him off to school and I said okay my daughter was old enough you know I could leave her there by herself for a few and she was at the house with, with her um, with my friends her pets and she was okay but then she calls me and she screamed and she said mom I'm stuck in the bathroom I can't get out the dogs won't let me out and I'm like why she said I don't know they're at the door they're barking I can't get out and you could hear them and underneath that, there was this low, guttural growl. And it wasn't one of the dogs. I don't know. It was just, like, very alarming at that point. All the dogs stopped barking. I tell my friend, take me back now. I've got to go back now. And I was telling my daughter, you know, don't be afraid. Just just say, you know, you, you can't harm me. I'm not afraid of you. you. You don't have any control over me. But she couldn't do it. She was just not able to do it. Um, that ensued with her seeing shadow figures and just you know one thing after the other, and we ended up having to have a priest come in. So that was one of the the scarier moments for me. I actually considered quitting the paranormal because of that, because it affected mm-hmm. my daughter. I, mean, I we had to take and have her prayed over. That was just how bad it was.
2: That's creepy.
0: Uh, I
1: to. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That affected you
2: too. Yeah. That's traumatic. It's tremendous. kind of like if you have some kind of an intent, you're letting these things come in. Mm-hmm. Even during investigations, it's it's interesting. But then. We also figure out and know that people who don't believe that move into a location where there was like a mass murder or something like that. Somehow they're affected differently where their family gets torn apart, Mm -hmm. even though they don't have a belief in paranormal. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So, yeah, it's really, you know, obviously you got to walk a fine line when you're in paranormal and investigating and your intent and your thoughts especially your thoughts
0: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i agree you have to really hold them to a minimal so that you don't get attacked or you don't start thinking because i've had and well we had instances where we were on location and we were at um actually my friend she's uh the girl that's here with me tonight uh, investigated her house years ago when she was little, and they had an old barn out that was the oldest um, structure on the property. And we went out and investigate; was doing investigation in that, and had some things happen out there. So, so it was um, pretty intense, and I could feel. Whatever this was, and knew that inside this barn that it was in a certain area of that barn, it was watching us and it, it didn't like us being there, it didn't want us being there. But it was one of those instances where my feelings were like I didn't over them at that moment, and I was just thinking all these different things. But then I was realizing, well, maybe this ain't me thinking this because it just didn't feel right. But then I had the sudden thought, and this is gonna sound funny, that I was like, "Hmm, I'll just paint your barn pink. How you like that?" That was my thought. And one of our oh, investigators God. literally got ran. She ran out of that barn as <laughs> she went into their ve- her her vehicle, and um, this entity uh, went after her and literally just pushed her totally away. But because I'm I'm assuming because I want to paint your barn pink, County like that.
1: Wow. <laughs> that, that's a first. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, um, just because they don't believe doesn't mean it is real. About, yes, that's true. And he's talking about, you know, people who don't believe. That is extremely true. Oh, yeah.
2: Definitely. Um, What's one movie that, um, yeah. Did the creeps like the the willies the chills? What horror movie? Um,
0: uh, that would be Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I cannot watch that the original <laughs> 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 that's, that's the one. Just,
1: fe- that's one of our favorite favorite movie. <laughs> it it was. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but that's not ghostly. I was talking about ghostly. That's killing. That's a man killing other people. I'm talking about the ghost movie, like Amityville, The Conjuring, The Exorcist. I'll,
1: I'll give you one. I'll give you one. How about The Others? Now, The Others. Okay, now that is a movie where it just makes you think. Is it really creepy? Eh. It's creepy in that way where it makes you think, could that be possible?
0: Um, i've seen that one and i agree um the conjuring um that's another one that'll make you think um mm-hmm. especially the one where they were um there was the one where they were in the uh, they moved into it was a funeral home turned into a house
2: oh yeah
0: uh, that one yeah, oh, that, yeah. One, that one got me that one kind
1: the, the Haunting of Connecticut, right? That's what that is? The Haunting of Connecticut? Yeah, yeah. we actually had the um the, the lady on our show that...
2: You know, well, I mean, think about it. I, I couldn't do it. I could not live in a funeral home if they converted it to a regular. I couldn't do it. Mm-mm. I could not do it. i just scare myself. For me, it would be The Exorcist. I think the original Exorcist just the thought of it because it is based on a true story gives me the chills
1: what about the um emily rose
2: oh please that's another one
1: system of emily rose that was a scary movie that was
2: yeah i don't know i can't watch that one yeah
1: i have a good question and i'm sorry i'm gonna if i'm going to mess up your name Quasum lee do you think when someone very close to us like a parent or a best friend passes away, they become our spirit guides.
0: I think they can yeah. if that's what they're meant to be, they will. And if they're meant to to cross on over, they will cross over too as well. Absolutely.
1: And if that that question, that's an, actually that's a really good question because me, so we were talking about this. Yeah, I actually had um a client that was going had a spirit that was with her and it actually turned out to be someone that did pass over but it was her spirit guide um amazing it that yes that can happen absolutely absolutely but what do you think about
2: that well when karen said I, I- cross over can you what do you mean by crossed over because when you, you die you cross over but why can't so you, no, no, I have to get into this. I have to get into yeah, this because I asked you. you, why couldn't a person, uh, let's say someone you knew who who crosses over, dies,
1: right.
2: being a spirit guide and still cross over to a heavenly realm? They, well, I, I
0: believe feel- they can I think so, too, but I feel like sometimes maybe they, they need to do something a little extra. Like, say mm-hmm. their loved one is mourning terribly, and they still need to feel them there for that comfort. And then when they're okay enough for them to move on, they move on and will cross over. But then you have others that are just, they're earthbound. So, you know, and then they kind of hang around because they don't want to leave. They do want leave their families. They don't want to leave what um, they knew.
2: So then it's based on our belief, right? What we believe as each individual person, because I've, I've interviewed people who say, well, yeah, my loved ones in heaven. And then when I think about them, they come to the earth. And I'm like, well, how is that possible? You know, and I heard the most, some of the most. I don't know, absurd things like they have jetpacks. I mean, I, I heard things that just <laughs> makes me laugh. And, you know, but is it, it maybe it's to the individual's belief that, hey, it's mom, dad, sister, brother, cousin, friend, relative that can come when I want them to because I feel that intent. Or maybe you're just fooling yourself and they're not coming. Um and again i'm a believer so let me just put that out there but i do have to play both sides of the fence
1: right.
2: I, I think it's according to belief right because earthbound so earthbound has the choice not to go to the light mm-hmm. am, I, am i am i hearing that correctly
0: that's well i think it's they don't want to go so they kind of stay grounded where they are so yeah, in a sense, you know, they, they kind of make that choice that they don't want to go. So they're going to stay where they are. Or, you know, maybe they're having to stay a longer to complete a task, possibly. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah. Okay, that um, is Here's
1: a question, but say if there's beliefs in heaven and hell and... They are scared to be judged, so they won't cross. I've
0: heard
1: that. Heard that I've heard too. that. We've... And, and that's
2: possible. Yes. I believe that, too. I mean, You know, what, we, what we're saying is we believe it because it's what we individually believe. Um, there are people who don't believe in any forms of religion, heaven, hell, they believe some people believe when you're dead, you're dead, and that's it, it's over. Other people believe that we're living multiple realities at the same time. There is no existence of upper or lower. It's different dimensions that you slip through. And again, it's according to belief, right? That what you believe so that when you cross over, does that same belief system carry on to that soul? The soul doesn't believe in heaven or hell so therefore the soul exists through multiple dimensions the way it wants to or if the soul believes in heaven and hell then it can go to a higher place now i get that because people have done near-death experience studies and some people say well i've been to heaven i went to the light and i know what it's like and other people say well i died and i just looked over everybody and i was still earthbound it's fascinating it really is as paranormal investigators we have to look at the wide spectrum and studies and it goes back to intent belief of each individual person it's kind of like we're all in our own lane and it's what we believe that we want to perceive to exist when we cross over, is what, what happens mm-hmm. um that's the best way i can describe it because if you take out non-denomination of religions and you know, there's over 200 religions and everyone thinks they have the right one, you know, which mm. I don't agree with any one of them. I think there all forms of control my personal belief. I believe in higher and upper realms, but that's just my belief. I could be just believing what I want to. And, and someone who is Catholic can believe just what they want to. And then the Christians believe what they... It doesn't mean everything is wrong. It just means that it's just us individually going through a, an experience how we perceive things in this quick journey that we, we call Earth.
0: Exactly. exactly. That was really well put.
1: Exactly. Um, let's see. I think my mom's intentions of rejoining with her ancestors and her loved ones were very strong. She went to the light because um, I call and call and she doesn't answer. She didn't answer. Oh well, sometimes my advice would be just to keep talking. I believe that they they're always with us when when they pass. It's just sometimes we can hear them and sometimes we can see them and sometimes I think they I think they always they always can see us.
0: Kind of mm-hmm. Can I give a quick instance? Um, yes. that? Um. In 2018, my son passed away.
2: Oh, sorry to hear that.
0: Thank you, I appreciate that. And we went from—he was 27 years old—so we went from Texas to Virginia, and took care, take care of course, his uh, funeral services and things like that. But uh, my son was a trickster. I'm going to tell a couple, a couple things. Um, And we were at the funeral home, and I was waiting to go view him. And the funeral director was and it was like a little it was a break room is where we were. And uh, I was there, my now ex-husband was there and my brother was there and then of course the funeral director and his assistant. And we were in this break room and we were talking. Well, you know how they get those trash cans, it's got the little double tops on them where you put stuff down in between them. And this, they had one like that. And all of a sudden, you hear it. There was nobody behind me. I didn't put anything in it. Uh, no one was near it other than me. I was closest to it. And I jumped because the, the noise was loud. It was like somebody just hit it. And um, I kind of jumped, looked over, and my brother's just staring at it. And his mouth dropped open, and I looked back, and the little, little, uh, top part of it that opens on it was still moving. And I think that was the first time I think I actually smiled during the whole time when I first one, we had to go to take care of my son's arrangement. And I was like, that was him. He was playing a wow. joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to fast forward a little bit, we had gone back to Texas and it was just a whirlwind of emotions and things like that i was on my way to pick my daughter up from work and i was like kind of openly talking in the car i was like what do i do what what do you want me to do i don't know what to do you know what what am i supposed to do you know my son's gone what do i do And i come up behind this car at the red light and just happened to glance at the tag on it and it said live on so they do give you signs and I took that as a sign and I was being told you have to live on, you know, this is bad. Yes. You know, you're going to miss, miss him. Yes. But you have to live. Oh, that just gave me the chills. What
1: wow. Uh, oh my God. I have no, everybody in chat is, we're so sorry. Yeah. That's, that's, they do they give it they give us signs all the time and i think that sometimes we're just so busy and we're also so we're grieving so badly that we kind of miss them um we're missing the signs but they go that was clear as day
0: mm-hmm. yeah it was because i was just in a, in a place that i didn't know how to get out you know yeah. i did to pull myself from it you know the the sky didn't look blue to me i didn't enjoy the feel of the sun on my face anymore at that point you know and it took a long time to get back to that to where i can walk outside and feel the sun on my face and love the feel of it now again but it was like he was saying hey you know i'm okay you know you gotta live so live on and that's what that tag said on the back of that car Wow. wow.
2: I believe in the signs too.
1: Yeah, and we get them all the time, constantly. We just have to we just have to look. Just have yeah. to pay attention and look, because they're there.
0: Wow.
2: You know, when you get those signs, the best thing to do is communicate and validate. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. Know and um, just acknowledge because I don't believe in coincidences. I believe everything happens for a reason and our life is like a puzzle. Some people have short puzzles and some people have long. It doesn't make a difference because at the end we measure time in a physical reality but when spiritually time does not even exist. So something that we've created uh, when a child dies at birth or a man dies at a hundred years old, Is it measured the same distance in the spiritual realm? And from what we've understand through communication and validation that that puzzle was complete. That's all they wanted in the physical realm. But they're never lost to the ties of us in the physical world either. And and that's important for people to understand. Because, look, losing a loved one, a child especially, I don't believe there's anything harder than that. Um, and again, my, my truest condolences. And then, and that's one of the reasons why I'm into the paranormal, right? Is not only for the ghostly things, but also the communication that, hey, loved ones are around. We get it through songs and music and dreams and TV shows and vibrations and, and certain smells and feelings and, and and pictures and words. And we look at these things and say, wait a second, that reminds me of this, this, and this. And these are the reasons why they're unfolding in front of you is because the Spirit's trying to say, hey, I'm okay. You're the one who has to watch out for yourself. You go ahead and win." You know, we just measure it differently. And through my studies of near-death experiences and people who are both on the fence of not believing or believing, it comes to the scope of reality that we're in a short window. Appreciate what you have when you have it. Because the truth is, you take nothing with you. Your house is not going to be your house eventually. It'll be someone else's. Your car will be someone else's, your clothing will be someone else's. You're a vessel, we're in a leased vehicle, and when you leave and cross over, we communicate, we're back to that realm, right? That higher vibration. Mm -hmm. Um, And and, and what you told me in that story of your son, Mm That gives me the the feeling of wow, there it is right in front of you. Live, be happy, and, and just keep going through your existence.
0: Mm-hmm. You have to. I mean, I think that that was the meaning for that. I mean, and I did validate as soon yeah. as I saw. It, I just kind of was like, okay, I said, that's what you want to do. Okay, yeah, you know, and it was mm-hmm. hard, very hard thing to do. You know, but I done it. You know, and but we all have to, and it's difficult, and know that they are with you. Even if you don't see signs, there's signs that are there. You just, you do have to watch yeah, for them. Exactly,
1: and then once, I feel like once you open yourself up to really see the signs, you'll start seeing them more and more and more all the time. Uh, Virginia, such a beautiful message. Yes, that that really is. I agree, absolutely. Um, I want to get to. You know, we've been having. This year has been a really hard year for a lot of people, and there's been a lot. I've been listening to a lot of radio shows, a lot of podcasts. There has been a lot of predictions of 2024. People are saying it is going to be a better year. Um, Phil.
0: Karen, what
2: are your both of your thoughts on that? I mean, I talk too much, so we have to let Karen. This is her show. Yes.
0: Yeah. My thoughts is is I think that everybody should take one day at a time this coming new year and make it your own. It's going to be a rough year. We 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 know it. Political wise, you know, it's going to be rough. Our inflation is bad. You know, it's still going to be rough. But I think. The end results, I think, will be okay, but you got to take it one day at a time.
2: You know what's funny about what she just said? <laughs> it gives me the chills. I was watching Tyrese from um, Fast and Furious. You know Tyrese, yeah. Yeah. and he said in an interview not too long ago, he was interviewed and they go, "How do you live?" and he says, "I used to live year planning my year, planning my month, planning my week." He goes now. I plan day at a time Mm -hmm. and um, it's so true. Plan one day at a time because the truth really is (laughs) you don't know if there's going to be two days, the next two days for you, Um, especially in the world that we're living in. So I like that. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. That's a great answer. Thank you. One day at a time. Ah, I mean, yeah, everything is just so, it's just so, everything's just negative. There's so much sorrow in the world right now. And I've just been hearing that. So I'm hoping that we're going to have a better year. And yes, one day at a time. Absolutely. I'll just jump timeless, Anthony. Um, Virginia, I, I look at it this way. We have no control over what's happening, only how we ourselves contribute to the world. Yes, I Absolutely
2: agree with that. Oh my goodness. Karen, what's on your bucket list for like investigating? Is there any place you haven't gone that you want to go to?
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I want to go to West Virginia to Trans-Allegheny. To where? Trans-Allegheny. I've not uh, been okay. I have been to the Mothman. I've investigated that. How um, was that? Oh, oh that <laughs> was a whole different ball game. Oh um, boy. It uh we, we we didn't really I mean it was a fun trip that we took, but um there was like three or four of us got very, very sick because so we went to the TNT area and um i was one of them and when i left i said i wasn't going back because i had a dream that was a lucid dream and i have not been back to uh one pleasant since i refuse oh, wow. i think, you
2: know,
1: sometimes we have to see never going back to dreams. sometimes we really should listen to our dreams it's it's hard to tell when dreams mean something and when they're it's just a dream. But in that case, definitely listen to your dreams. And you also wrote a book. Are you? Uh, yes. Tell us about that.
0: Uh, it was called Spirit Spirit World um, Paranormal Chronicles, and oh, wow. basically, it was it was just a a small series of stories about some of the um experiences i had as while paranormal investigating and where can we find it um i'm pretty sure it's out publication because it's been over seven years now mm-hmm. but um might be able to find it on uh, amazon or ebay uh, you would just have to google um, the book to see if you can find it
1: are you ever
0: going to write any more books I am going to yes. <laughs> I haven't said, but uh, but I'm going to do. I'm going to write another book. Um, going to make it a bigger book. Uh, I've thought about redoing the first one because that was a that was a learning experience for me with that book. So I'm considering taking the stories and redoing them and uh, writing more about each one.
1: Oh wow. Okay. Something told me to ask you that. Yes. That, you know a lot of people do do that they take the first book and they kind of like rewrite it with more intense meaning
0: mm-hmm. that's what I want to do
2: good idea hey what's your thoughts on one of my favorite topics aliens
0: Ooh. I, them. I think that they I think that they are out there um, I know that there's been a lot of uh, people coming forward more now with sightings so that's exciting to me Um, I've seen some things myself but uh, definitely know that there's something out there that there's more out there than just us
2: absolutely yeah I'm definitely a firm believer we are definitely getting closer to the truth even though we know some of us already know they exist but can people handle the truth? No. Because they said that it will affect religion. Yeah. Um, and some of the stuff that, and these people are the top, of uh, the top scopes of the world coming forward and saying, hey, get ready, it's coming. You, we don't even know if you can handle what we're about to tell you. And um, it's going to be interesting times, you know, and it's called acceptance. Yeah. You know, I mean, unless the aliens pay my bills or, you know. <laughs> free healthcare there. I'm glad they exist, but until you give me some free things or take me to another planet, leave me there. Um, but it's interesting. It's so interesting. These are the times that we're in. i you ever noticed that um, the more developed we become in understanding and communicating with the other side, no matter where it is, ghosts, demons, aliens, no matter what it is, Somewhere along the line, the reset button is hit of life. And we're right back where we started again to the Stone Age. It's, it's kind of like um, it, you went too far and your technology, it's over. Now we're going to hit the reset button on you guys. <laughs> because to the truth is, today we can't build a pyramid. We can't make the pyramids the way they made them. They have all these theories. They still can't do it. They cannot do it. But yet those people cannot develop computers the way we have computers. So they went to the left and we went to the right. But then the reset button was hit, right? Mm. Because we don't know. And then people, the next civilization, are not going to know how we even became this advanced. So it's kind of like you went too far. And um, someone hits that big button up in the sky.
0: Time to start all over. We start all over again. <laughs> oh, no. Good thing or a bad thing? oh no i kind of look at it this way like you know we're like in this giant snow globe and you know when i decide to restart things or or just upset things just give it a good shake you know and as like people go i like that i like that
1: give it a good
2: shake hey um as we're coming to the end of the show i want to say to all our guests and listeners from on behalf of myself my wife and the Horsefly Chronicles team, um, you know, we want you to have a Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate and how you celebrate, and appreciate those around you because the truth really is, no matter how we look at things, we have to put our egos aside and understand that this is a short time frame that we are go through. So why not make the best out of the most that we do have? And you can't wait for life. Uh, To be easy before you start enjoying it. So enjoy it now. And Karen, give me words of wisdom for our listeners out there during the Christmas time.
0: Just love each other, spend time with each other, and love each other. That's beautiful. And Julie?
1: Let go of the material things. Let go of the material things and just live life. And Phil?
2: Sometimes the most simple things have the most meaning. And with that, we're going to wrap up the show. Kevin, you've been a great guest. Thank you so much for coming on Horsefly Chronicles Radio. Where can people find you and all that good stuff?
0: You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram. Just type in my name and you'll find me on those um, social networks pages.
1: Thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming on tonight. We really appreciate it. And thank you, everybody, in chat. Um, Virginia, this this was a great show. Thank you so much, Anthony. Um, there's quite a few people in chat today, so thanks for listening. Um, special thank you to Carnation for fully sponsoring the show from day one. Um, please join us next Monday night at the same time on 105.3 FM and 107.7 FM from New Orleans. Um. Everybody have a great night. Karen, thank you so much. And Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Merry Bye,
0: Christmas. everybody.
1: Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.